Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right, welcome, mom, dads, parents, and guardians to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. Today, I have with me as my special guest, A. Garcia. And here in a little bit, I'll let her tell you what the A means. But my guest uh, is all into being your incredible self, which she says best describes her tenacious attitude toward empowering others. For over 35 years, she has navigated through domestic violence and vulnerability and has emerged with a mindset to endure personal adverse events in her life. Garcia's mission is to help lead others in transforming their survival of domestic violence into post-traumatic growth and personal development. So without any further ado, here is A. Garcia. All right, Sister Garcia. Now, I'm going to let you tell my audience a little bit about you, particularly uh, tell us about A. Garcia. A. Garcia. All right. What does the A stand for? And I will tell you. Requiring minds want to know. Okay. Well, it stands for exactly that. A. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it stands for. (laughs) Uh, That. That gets people's notice right off the bat. All right. All right. Well, I'm I'm a huge advocate on being safe and vulnerable at the same time. As you shared, I am a survivor of a double attempted homicide. I was eight months pregnant. I was a thousand miles away wow. from home. I was brand new to the area. I didn't have friends or family, just unknown neighbors. And so... It is it is very important for me to stay safe and and be vulnerable um, because I'm sharing my story and I'm and I'm eager to help other people. And like I like you mentioned in my bio, this is what I'm dedicating my life to do because post-traumatic growth is a real thing. Everybody's familiar with PTSD. There are not many folks that know what PTG is. Well, uh, it sounds like to me it's the next step in getting past that PTSD those traumatic events that you've gone through in your life, particularly it, it to see you here like this whole and, and uh, of sound mind after going through, I mean, the double attempted homicide out there all by yourself, no support system, young, but here you are. God has seen you through all of that. It has brought you through this to this point here today. 
That's 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 a fact. <laughs> and I feel like there's different types of trauma and I feel like all of us have have experienced some sort of it and it all it, it affects us all differently. We all respond to it differently, but what brings us all together is, you know, leveling up our coping skills. Hey, what's working for you? How are you getting through this? How are you getting through that? There's no way to measure one person's pain to the other. It's just how do we get beyond it? Well, let me ask you first, define for my audience out there, what do you mean by post-traumatic growth? Thank you. So my personal definition of post-traumatic growth is when you go through something so significant that psychologically speaking, you're devastated, you're confused, nothing is clear, everything feels like it's upside down, your outlook of life has changed. Um, And through time, you are able to reflect on what occurred or that situation, whether it was short-term or long-term. And with that reflection, you are becoming a stronger, wiser individual. And when you get to that place, if it was something as traumatizing to where you were a victim, I went through the stages of being a victim and then realizing that I was victimized. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe there's a difference between the two real time victim is when, when everything's going on, you can't control it. When you're victimized, when you, when you realize you were victimized, it's still the same thing. You could not control the outcome. You could not control the situation. You could not control, you know, the environment. It's just you understanding that it really is not 100% you. Stop beating yourself up. It's not what could you have yeah, done this differently? Happened. Right. This happened. It, right. It's not your fault, but this is something that has occurred. Exactly. Exactly. So when you have when you get to that place from victim to victimized, and to me that's still survivor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what you do with that wisdom and that strength that you that you got from that time and you're able to not just use that strength and wisdom to heal yourself, be a better person, give better to, you know, your loved ones, your children. Um, but, but also to help others. Yes, because you, you have basically gotten up and experience in life is going through things. And sometimes those things knock you down. And I imagine uh, well, most definitely, anytime you go through domestic violence, it definitely knocks you down. But I like what you said, you know, taking the things that you've learned from it and using those for a positive means and then going out and helping other people. Uh, that, that That's kind of what I'm getting from you here. You're helping other people so that they don't find themselves in a situation that you were in, or if they do, they're able to find their way out of that darkness. It's almost like, uh, you know, Sister Garcia, that you're providing them with a light. I would love to say that for sure. I I, I am light. I hold light. So I would love to say that, yes, I, I offer that light as well. And if, and if it can be passed, that most definitely, I always want to give hope because see, one of the things I say frequently is you can move a million times, but you're always going to live in your head. No matter where you go, you're going to live in your head, right? So so how do you cope with those thoughts? How do you intercept the sabotaging thoughts? You know, it's it's really defining 
who you are. And I also say, you know, if you're in a, in a place where so much has happened and you're confused on who you are because your outlook has changed, because what your instincts, what you thought your instincts were, you're now questioning or how you define certain things are now being defined differently, like trust, like love, things like that. Um, you know, when, when, when you're going through that and you're not quite sure who you are, you still know who you're not. You know who you're not. So if you know who you're not, you can start building your boundaries around there and you still consider that as wisdom. It's not like you're completely lost and you don't know who you are or who you're not. You know a little bit of both. So act accordingly on that. And, you know, like I said, when when you get these sabotaging thoughts, you know what they are. It's being able to check yourself at that moment when you're feeling those thoughts or you're feeling distracted or pulled uh, because of those thoughts. It's how to intercept them so you so get back how, on track. How, how should uh, or how can one act on that, or or to take what they're feeling and begin that that movement forward? Because everything that you're talking about here is uh, super relevant, particularly here in the month of October. Because uh, if I remember correctly, it's do- Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So so. Talk to my uh, moms out there, single moms, those that have suffered from domestic violence, and, and kind of give them, paint a picture for them how these acts to move beyond. What what can they do to start that that journey? Okay, well this this might sound really silly, but I'm gonna be really honest because this is something that I'm gonna be vulnerable and sharing personally from my own experience. And you know, there were many of times where I was in front of the mirror you know, not talking good to myself, you know, asking how did I, why did you get here? How did you get here? Are you that stupid that you didn't see or smell or feel or know? Like now you have your kids here. Now you're going to, there was a lot of talking, you know, negatively to myself, directly to myself while I'm looking in the mirror. And even though I knew that what I was saying isn't really truly who I am to the core, that's how I felt at that time. And what I've learned over time is that when you're talking negatively to yourself or Mm -hmm. about yourself to other people, those become your affirmations. Affirmations Mm -hmm. is is, is Mm -hmm. deemed, you know, absolute, right? So so if you're starting to actually believe these negative things that you're saying to and about yourself, that means that you're acting in in accordance with that. You're responding in accordance with that. You're walking in, in alignment with that. So that means you're totally off track because you know that's not who you are to the core. They're, act- they're acting out. Exactly. Or or it's easily triggered and like snapping off, right? Correct. And so and so literally I got back in that mirror. I don't know how long it took. I didn't have much time. I was in straight up survival mode. So for me, I was like, listen, you better get your act together. You've been through way too much stuff. You know how to handle business. It's it's just a moment right now that you have absolutely nothing and you know nothing, but it is a moment. It is a moment. This is not where you're going to spend the rest of your life. This is not where you're going to die. You need to figure it out because you are resourceful and just do everything that you can. Every second of the every second of the day, be productive. Get closer and closer and closer to the goal to meet what it is that you have set that you need. And for me, you know, it was it was literally life or death. So it wasn't what do I want? It's what do I need? Well, you know, I'm 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 curious. You know, when you had those negative thoughts and you're telling yourself all these negative thoughts, 
did did at any time, you know, you kind of got to a point where you just repurpose those thoughts because I agree with you. You can say something so many times that it 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 can actually it, it takes root. It, it becomes who you are. But you know, I feel the opposite is true. That you have that time where you just turn that around 180 degrees and start to speak positivity in your life or bring a positivity in your life. And if so, what did that look like? Hmm. Well, I am a person of faith and I was on my knees, um, you know, several times asking why and what and all that. Um, but for that turnaround, I said, you know, that I know that we're not given more than we can endure. I know that my life is here for a purpose. I know that everything happens for a reason and for whatever it is, I'm just asking for the strength to get through. And those were my prayers. And from those prayers on the daily, when I got back in that mirror, I'm literally saying yesterday was yesterday. Today's your brand new day. Get a blank sheet of paper and get it written down what needs to be done. Focus and stay strong. It's about, for me, it was the mental strength that I was needing and praying for that allowed me to just boots on the ground and march forward. I had I had an eight-year-old and one on the way after being physically attacked. I love how you just laid it down before the Lord. And I feel that when it gets down to it, uh, no matter what we're going through, whether it's domestic violence, uh, you know, maybe your finances, you're having a lot of trouble there. Uh, maybe just general relationship issues, problems with your kids. There's nothing that is too big that our God cannot handle. And, and oftentimes we try to do it ourselves. And, and take what you talked about there, you know, and handle it yourself. It, it was all negativity. But when you laid it down to the creator, what that created you and God doesn't make any junk. He, he makes us, we're fearfully and wonderfully made each and every one of us. So when we lay everything down before him and place it in his hands and then act out of that, things can turn around and they look like they turned around for you because uh, I, I'm looking at you here on the screen. You, you, uh, you're just a vibrant happy individual uh and it doesn't seem visually that this this has uh, scarred you because sometimes when you look at people you you can see pain on their face but i'm not seeing that pain with you i, I see somebody I, I see freedom well let me let me share a couple things with you and and thank you for saying that because i always say that, you know, especially when I go to the doctor and they say something similar to me and I say, well, well, I don't know what pain is supposed to look like on the outside, <laughs> you know, what I feel on the inside is real just because I don't wear it. I don't understand what, you know, so that sometimes can work That's a double edged sword. And I'll come back to that. But um, when you were saying that, you know, yeah, when you lay things in front of the Lord, listen, faith without works is dead. You cannot say, oh, Lord, please give me a job and not fill out a resume or not fill out an application or submit a resume. That's just like asking for something to fall out of the sky and like land on your lap and say, here you go. Here's money. Right. Like it's falling from the trees or the sky. That is not the thing. When you pray, when you have faith, you have to walk in that. Otherwise, nothing will materialize. OK, yeah. that's number one. And then secondly, 
because he gave me the unimaginable, unimaginable physical strength to get this 180 pound man off of my pregnant belly while he's straddling me on the floor with one hand around my neck and the other hand closed fist yeah. punching me. When I heard my baby's voice in a scared tone that I never heard in my life, mom, mom, it's almost 11 o'clock at night and I'm realizing what's happening. As soon as I heard her voice, my feet slammed on the floor and my hips thrusted towards the ceiling. My neck was used as a kickstand and he rolled off of me and I got up. I don't know how ran around the couch to grab her by her little hand because she was already down the stairs and we ran out the door like that. So because the Lord gave me such adrenaline strength out of this freaking world to be able to get up in that in a matter of I don't even know five seconds to get this muscular man off of me and 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 take and get out to safety, that was just physical. That was just physical. Can you imagine the mental <laughs> that I'm asking uh, for? I, I imagine that 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 was a, a uh, that, that the journey to to hold this or or it, which is probably ongoing uh, didn't stop there. You know, you're, you know, I read in your bio, 35 years. And that's not something that you forget that incident. It, it obviously uh, had, had a traumatic effect on you. It, 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 there's no way that it couldn't, something like that. But to be able to survive that, persevere that, and then come out and be with a desire to help others. Because you could have been bitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so many bitter people out there. I'm like, why be bitter if you could just be better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why be bitter if you could be better? And I don't, and I don't want to be clever. I want to be clear, right? We could, we could have right. these little cliches all day. And, and here's the thing. I want to go back to what you said about my pain, right? So mentally and spiritually, yes, I was able to overcome a lot of what happened because I have that faith and because I really truly believe that we're not given more than we can endure. And everything is for a reason and a purpose, whether we know what it is at that moment or not, it doesn't matter. You still take that walk. You still walk that walk, you know? And, you know, as it relates to the physical and financial, now that's a whole nother story. See, I testified against the guy. I have zero tolerance for that. There's no way. And you know, yes, he was, he was put behind bars, but he didn't have to worry about anything after that. He didn't have to worry about helping with, with baby food, helping with child support. I, all his rights were taken away. I made sure I did that as well. So this guy didn't have to worry about anything for his kid. And then the medical bills for me, he didn't have to worry about any of those. And years later, after that incident, I had surgery on every part of my body that helped me protect and save our lives that night. Every part of my body that was, that was a part of surviving had to be, had to be surgically fixed. So it's not just two, three years later, four or five years later. It's yeah. It's years and years later because those things catch up to you. Well, they catch up, but at the same time, you know, God has seen you through all that. And it sounds like he's provided you with the provisions to get that medical care uh, to provide for your children and definitely has provided you with the tenacity and the desire and the passion to want to help other women know 
that yes, you can have something as awful as this, and it doesn't get much more awful than what you've been through. Nevertheless, the Lord can move you from that to a better place. And you don't have to be better. Like you said, you can definitely be better. Uh, Sister Garcia, tell my audience, where can they find you online? Oh, they could find me at Be Your Incredible Self. Be Your Incredible Self. It's, this may sound funny. Uh, it comes from the Incredible She-Hulk. She's been around since the 1980s. And yeah. if you think about her and him, they are triggered by their emotions. They either react and become these destructive monsters or they retreat to keep the peace. They're the only superheroes that don't have superhero powers. They have superhuman powers. And I think we all want to be our incredible selves, especially as parents. When we go through such emotional trauma and devastation, how we cope and how we react is how we are emotionally teaching and feeding our children. Even if you're not sharing with them, they pick up on your energy. They hear how you're talking. They see how you're acting. And that is what is giving them a vision of their future, either what they're going to accept or what they are going to repeat. Right. And you, and I love what you talk about being your incredible self. The reason we can be our credible selves is because God has put things in each and every one of us that, I mean, if we just tap into it and we accept that we can be our credible selves, uh, there's, there's no height that we can't achieve because each and every one of us come with special gifts. Hey, Sister Garcia, I'd like to keep you around for one more segment to continue this conversation on uh, not only thriving beyond domestic violence, you know, I'd like for you to, uh, when I come back with you, just kind of tell moms, because I know there's got to be an other side of trying to balance things in life and being able to take care of your kids while having to deal with all the issues that come about due to domestic violence. So I'd like to have you come back and finish that conversation. But moms and dads, this brings us to the end of this segment. Uh, Please check out the podcast description because I will have links to Sister Garcia's website where you can go and find out how you can be your incredible self. And you know how I like to do things where you just go in, you just click, and it'll take you right to her. Just click and go. So until the next time we get together, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was what said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.